All right, guys, welcome to another episode of The Truth of the Matter with Jake Fay. Today, I am here with my dad to talk about Father's Day, a special Father's Day tribute. Thank you so much for joining me. You're welcome. It's good to be here, Jake. It's good to be your dad. (laughs) So people should probably know that you and I are pretty weird. Unfortunately, I inherited that from you, and I might have taken it to a new extreme. So if we happen to get weird in this podcast, which is very likely, we're just warning you in advance that that's what's going to happen. So to start off, I just want to talk about, I think, biblical fatherhood. The concept of biblical fatherhood is something that we don't understand in our society anymore, that we don't understand even in the church. And so I consider you to be a great father. You're my father obviously, but I, so I have seen firsthand your efforts to try to model what a biblical father would look like. So I want to talk about that to start off. What is the biblical model for fatherhood? Well, in my mind, if you read the Bible, uh, it talks about, basically you can sum it up by saying that dads, fathers need to be providers for their families. They need to be protectors for their families and for their children and um, have a priestly role. And we can break those down if you want to a little more. Yeah. So let's go into those. You started off by saying provide for their family. I think that's what you started with. When you say provide for the family, I think that talks about financially provide for them, but also spiritually. So what does that mean to you? Yeah, definitely. I think you have the, just the core necessity for, um, for a dad to take care of his family. Part of that is definitely financially being able to, you know, do the best they can to go out there, make a living, uh, bring the bacon home, as they say, and uh, be able to just provide the necessary, the food, the clothes, the things that uh, their their family needs. Um, and then also, like you alluded to, which kind of goes into the, the kind of the priestly type of role, and that is providing the spiritual guidance that uh, their family needs. And then I also think part of that is providing a an environment where, you know, the, the kids can grow up and have a a decent childhood and be able to enjoy uh, the freedoms, you know, that are all around us, but just to have that environment, uh, a place where they can communicate and share things and, you know, along those lines too. So the provider is is kind of a a word that covers a lot of things. Right. And so you mentioned the role that they play specifically for their kids And so I want to talk about that to start off with the role that fathers should play for their sons. And I watched a video recently about Father's Day talking about how boys don't necessarily have an understanding of what it means to be a man. They don't just naturally become men or at least respectable men. And so they need a father figure in their life. And if they don't get that, there is no one 
that will, if there's no one that will show them what it means to treat people with respect, what it means to use strength to serve people, then they will not, they just won't become a true man, or at least not one that uses his strength to protect people and to serve people. And so that's where a lot of people say that you need to have a father in your life that mothers obviously do a great job at raising their children, but only a father or a father figure can really teach their sons what it means to be a man. So what do you think is the role that fathers should be playing when it comes to raising their sons specifically? And what should they be doing to show their sons what it means to be a man? Yeah, there definitely is uh, a responsibility for a father to model what it means to be not only a good dad, but a good husband and just, uh, you know, a good employee and just things that really would benefit society if more, more dads would teach their kids. There's a wide array of personalities of boys growing up and you know you have the aggressive types and you have you know maybe more that are geared for leadership and that you have all different personalities and qualities and strengths and the responsibility of a dad is to kind of try to guide some of those to be used in the in the right way you know you can have the the physical strength, which is just a, a biological, you know, fact in most cases, you know, just the way God has built young men and boys and, but they have to use that strength for the right thing. It could easily go into, you know, abuse and mistreating, but it needs to be used. Like I mentioned a, a minute ago, the, the protector role, you know, there, there's that physical part of it where, you know, the protector for their family. So as a, as a dad, though, you have to be able to recognize, you know, some of the strengths of your kids and you want to kind of shape and form those into when they grow up, you want them to be responsible citizens, good dads, good husbands good leaders. And it's a, a very important task that I know I don't take lightly. And I know that I still am working on to this day, but a very important role to model those things and to be that example in living color, because you as my son and your siblings, I know you guys are, are watching and observing what I do. So I can tell you what to do, or we can have a devotion time and share some things. And that's important, but you guys are watching the things that I do and how I treat your mom or how I treat your siblings, or, you know, if there's something, you know, a confrontation or a disagreement, something in the public, how do I handle those things? You know, do I, do I fly off the handle and kind of lose it? Or do I antagonize other people or do I try to wisely approach those things? And so you guys are watching 
And it's important to be careful of uh, what I say and what I do. Yeah, I think that's so good. And especially with the way our culture is right now, I think when it comes to boys, the culture pushes people in two directions. And we'll get into this more, but I feel like basically it is this mature man that uses his strength for selfish purposes or it is an immature boy that basically never grows up right and so you see these two extremes and so having a father figure in your life that you can look up to that shows you that balance that shows you the biblical role that fathers are supposed to play and so I think a big part of that and that also comes from that video that I watched about father's day talking about how men are examples to their boys of how to be mature, responsible men. But then for their daughters, they play the role of showing their daughters how a man should treat them. So on one side, you show your sons how you should treat a woman and how to treat people with dignity and respect. But then I think on the other side, if you don't have a responsible father figure in your life, that is showing you how a man should treat you, then I feel like it is more likely that you're going to get into bad relationships or abusive relationships. So for daughters specifically now, what do you think is the role that fathers should be playing for daughters? Again, the role of a dad is I think um, most importantly, I think I've tried to model um, a healthy relationship with your mom, with my wife, and to try to show again through example of this is what it should look like. We don't we don't talk about each other, you know, in a certain way. Always try to work things out um, and and have a high level of respect um, for women. You mentioned society's portrayal of you know males and kind of what the stereotype is. And part of that is definitely uh, mistreating women. Either, you know, you're the the goofball who knows nothing and just, you're just kind of there, you know, doing your hobbies and, you know, not really contributing anything to the family or you're the, you got the machismo going on and you're talking down to your wife and treating her the wrong way. And, um, you know, all those things, if you're not careful, you know, for a daughter, you know, she may look at that and it, it may be confusing or she may see, you know, may think that, well, I guess it's OK. You know, if I start to date someone and they mistreat me or talk to me a certain way, I mean, that's kind of how my dad talks to my mom. Um, and you definitely don't want that. Again, it's the whole the whole dad thing is just, I mean, I'm trying the best I can to model what's right and what's good. I have one daughter and then you and your two brothers, but, you know, for, for both sides, you know, either one day when, when um, your sister, you know, I, I want her to find someone that treats her good. I want them to have a, a healthy relationship. I want you and your brothers to, you know, be able to lead your families and to treat women with respect. 
Right. And I think that's something that our sinful flesh has gotten wrong. And so men have, in many instances, they've gone to one extreme of basically controlling women, mistreating women, making women feel as if they're less than important. And then what has happened is our backlash to that as a society has gone to the other extreme. And so now we devalue the role of fathers and the role of men. And now to have a strong father figure, to be a strong man, that is almost seen as a bad thing now. And so I actually wanted to read a little bit from a book called Seven Men and the Secret to Their Greatness by Eric Metaxas. He says, because men have sometimes used their strength selfishly, there has been a backlash against the whole idea of masculine strength. It has been seen and portrayed as something negative. And then jumping down a little bit, he says, so we live in a culture where strength is feared and where there is a sense that to protect the weak, strength itself must be weakened. When this happens, the heroic and true nature of strength is much forgotten. It leads to a world of men who aren't really men. Instead, they are just two kinds of boys, boasting, loud-mouthed bullies or soft, emasculated pseudo-men. So that's kind of where our culture is today. We have these two extremes of men. And so the biblical standard is somewhere in the middle where you can recognize your masculinity and that God gave it to you for a purpose and use it for that purpose. So address that a little bit. Give you, give us your thoughts on that passage that I just read to you. Yeah. Well, like you just said, I mean, it, it is a God given thing. What has been lost on a society is the fact that God in his wisdom has given these roles to men and women, to a husband and a wife, to complement each other. What happens too often is, yeah, of course, if you, you know, in, in sin, and if you don't, you know, have wisdom and counsel to help you learn as you go and help you grow, you know, you end up either, like you said, you kind of have nowadays the extremes of you can be an intimidator, you can go and, you know, you want everyone around to kind of be afraid of you and you have that. Well, that's not what it's for. Or you can just have where you just on the other extreme, you know, you're kind of emasculated and it's just, well, I don't want to become toxic. You know, the whole toxic masculinity discussion and either way you go, you know, you're not fulfilling the, the God-given role. Uh, you know, be strong, but for the right reasons, be there for your family and let them know that you are there to protect them, not so they can be afraid of you. And if more and more, um, more and more fathers, I believe, were stepping into that God-given role, you would see, I mean, I think it's kind of proven out. You, you see the studies of you either people in prison, you know, and then the, the number of those that didn't have a father in the home, 
And you see, you know, through the tragedy of divorce and for whatever reason, you know, the, the children are spend more time with one parent than the other. And maybe they're lacking, you know, either because the dad's not in the picture or the mom's not or, you know, all of these things can, I think, contribute when you multiply it out over millions and millions of households you kind of see a decline in the, the nation and it's, um, you know, it's morality and the way that, um, you know, the, the way that the culture is headed, you definitely see it going in the wrong direction. So let's talk more about that. The uh, cultural fallout that has come from a gradual devaluing of men. In the role of fathers, it has become easier for fathers to leave the home. And statistically, it has become more common. We see that a lot more now. And so you've addressed this a little bit, talking about how it kind of starts from misunderstanding God's role of a father and even God's role for a mother and just God's design for men and women in general, misunderstanding that purpose. And then we've got to where we are in the culture today. I, I think that contributes a lot to the anarchy, the violence, a bunch of different things, the lawlessness, I guess we could describe it as being lawlessness, where sons and daughters never learn what it means to have a father figure or to come under a father, the authority of a father. And so we've really seen a societal fallout. So talk about that a little bit. What are some of the things that we have seen come out of this misunderstanding of the purpose behind fathers and the reasons why we need fathers? I mean, you you mentioned, uh, you know, with a lot of the, the rioting and some of the things that have taken place, you know, over the last year and a half or so, I mean, it, it it's really, it seems like a lot of the, a lot of this stuff is just starting to spill over onto the streets. And they just had the the video of the, the dude that was in Walgreens, like filling up his, his trash bag full of stuff on a bicycle while people took video of him. And he literally just rolls out with the stuff. And I, I don't understand, you know, stuff like that. You, it, as a society, you kind of sit there, at least some of us that are concerned about it, you you scratch your head and think like, what is going on? But then you kind of look back to where things have gotten off track. And that goes back to the Bible. And when you look at, you know, just, just from the beginning, you know, God created man and a woman them to come together and um, have a family and go to the Ten Commandments, you know, honor thy father and thy mother, honor them. And you go into the New Testament, obey those that have authority over you, over you in the Lord. And when some of these core things are missing, because some people don't think we really need the Bible. Some people don't think we need to pray in school. Some people, you know, and you see over the last, you know, 50, 60 years, 
some of the the things that have taken place, you know, the, the rug wasn't just pulled out from under us and, you know, one day or one decade, here we are all these years later and you see the effects of it. And, you know, what do you do about the anarchy? What do you do about the lawlessness? You make excuses for it. You, you blame it on something, something from the past, something, you know, wrong that was done to somebody. And so that's why they're looting because, you know, maybe this is a roundabout way of reparations or, you know, you, you start to, you know, try to answer all of these questions with things that they don't make sense. If we could, as a nation, begin to turn back toward God, and number one, you see the, you accept his word as the truth, and when he lays something out there for you, something as basic and something as foundational as a family, how a family should look, what the function of a family should be, the husband, the wife, the children, how that should all work. If you accept that by faith and work at it, when you accept God's plan and try to follow that to the best of your ability, you begin to see the fruit of those things. It's the slide away from God's principles and his truth that leads us to, you know, going back to last year, just seemed like a, a chaotic year. Why is all stuff going on? Well, it's just been that slow, um, that slow turning away from God and we don't need God and we don't want them in our schools and we don't want them in our politics, separation of church and state, which they use in the way that it wasn't intended to. And then here we are. Well, if you don't want God, then these are some of the things that, that come with that. And everything's thrown off. And that's the thing that we have to remember is God created us. So he knows how we work. He knows how humans interact. He knows how communities interact. And so it only makes sense when you get away from his blueprint for how you should live. It only makes sense that things don't work out quite as well because he knows exactly how things should come together as a country, in a community, as a family, because he created us. He has that perfect understanding of our weaknesses, of our strengths. And this is a celebration of fathers. And there are a lot of awesome, amazing fathers out there. So we're not just giving all fathers a bad rap right now. In conclusion, I want to talk a little bit about just some encouragement that you would have, some advice that you would give to fathers or to young men that aren't fathers yet. What is some advice that you would give to them? I know number one for me is my relationship with God. I mean, from that kind of stems the best of me. <laughs> There's still the things, you know, that I'm trying to work through and get better at and improve. But, you know, number one is, is to rely on God and on his word and on his truth. And then definitely, I mean, part of what you were just talking about, you know, God creating us and him knowing how we work and 
well, one of the best things you can do is um, seek counsel, have a good group of people around you to encourage you and to help you. But as far as even more specific to, you know, fathers and, and husbands, find a, find a good wife, you know, your companion for life and that you guys are committed together and then be involved with your kids as much as you can, you know, be a part of their lives. And I think a lot of these things, you know, we know that we should do. And that's where, you know, sometimes if I struggle with something, I can ask God to help me do some of these things, you know, help me enjoy some of these things. Because, you know, life is going to be full of challenges and your kids are going to bring challenges. But uh, one thing that's been kind of sticking out in my mind um, as we're doing this interview is just the value that God places on all people. And we can talk about the the role of a husband and, you know, you you can, can, my ears are ringing right now, you know, like, oh, why does the husband get to be, you know, the the leader? And, you know, it's not, to me, it's not about that. It's God has given everyone value, equal value. Or do you think they got that from, you know, back in the time of the founding of our nation, you know, all men are created equal, all women. It's, it's part of how God has made us. So I'm no more valuable than you, Jake, and you're no more valuable than anyone else in our family. God values us all the same, but in his wisdom, he has given us um, different roles to play. And if we allow God to help us in those things, really, you, you see, again, the, the fruit of those, those efforts. But part of being a dad, too, is, I think, just having fun. You know, when your kids are little, you, you wrestle with them and you play and you, you do stuff, listening to your kids, having conversations like you and I are having now. We'll, we'll sometimes, you know, in the family room, just hang out, just start talking about something. And next thing you know, we've been going for 30, <laughs> 45 minutes talking about politics or, you know, things that are taking place in the world. But, you know, value your kids and your wife and value one another. And I believe that brings the, the richness of God's blessings when we do that. Oh, that's so good. And may I just say, let's get really personal, that you are a great dad. Somehow we managed to avoid getting too weird. So that's that's great. That's a miracle almost that we... That that you and I didn't get too weird with each other, but thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And I just want to remind everyone to celebrate fathers on this Father's Day and just remember the role that God has created for fathers to play and just encourage the fathers in your life because fathers are under attack right now in our society and so it is good to remember like you're saying that all people are valuable and that God has created a role for each and every one of us and so to encourage people wherever they are in their life for the role that God has created them for. So thank you guys so much. Remember to subscribe to this podcast. I've got a very exciting episode next week, so you won't want to miss it. 
right here on the truth of the matter with Jake Faye. And again, thank you so much for joining us.